So a few things that are absolutely necessary to keep that weight off is, number one, having a good relationship mm. with food. Oftentimes we go on those restrictive diets, the 500-calorie-a-day diet, or we're going to fast it off or run it off or whatever it is. We have to have a healthy relationship yeah. with what's on the plate. Anger is a natural emotion. It is. Uh, the Bible says, you know, uh, be angry and sin not. Or don't let the sun go down in your anger. Just translated like this in the you know, lamest terms. It's okay to be angry as long as your anger doesn't have you. That jurisdiction of the sheriff is really the most powerful guard and protector of the rights of the people than any other institution our founders created here. that way what's the resolve to keeping it off there's people out there that are listening right now they're going to say i've lost the same 30 pounds 30 times and it's like on and on we were talking to a producer stevie just before this he said you know weight loss is kind of like a sponge you 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 kind of get it off you squeeze the water out of it and there it comes <laughs> and right it, back again rebound um, effect there there are some things that we can do to help that process i think number one and this is going to sound a little bit squirrely don't use weight loss as a main goal it'll sound a little bit contrary but that's that's actually true well it's like we say in the clinic body composition optimization is what's necessary but you have right. to understand what that is and you have to chase the right goal you want to maintain lean mass and get rid of that fat mass well body composition is a big deal that's measured by body fat percentage so the body fat percentage that we like to get to for men somewhere between 10 and about 15 percent for ladies somewhere between 18 and about 25 percent if you don't have a ability to measure that and some people don't it's fine you simply want to have um a good physique and you don't want to have excess belly fat that's what it boils down to because that becomes inflammatory so it's really not about losing weight as much as it is improving your body composition to a place of health a healthy composition so a few things that are absolutely necessary to keep that weight off is number one having a good relationship mm. with food oftentimes we go on those restrictive diets the 500 calorie day diet or we're going to fast it off or run it off or whatever it is we have to have a healthy relationship yeah. with what's on the plate well we can't have food being our best friend Comforter. Yeah, there's the really no comforter. such thing as comfort food. You know, that's kind of an uh, antithetical kind of a concept. It's like, you know, I'm friends with my bag of chips because it always obeys me and does what I want it to do. And it'll always give yeah. me enough love every time. It'll, it'll keep giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving, but it's actually a, it's a, it's not a gift and it keeps on taking. We, we want to look at food as fuel. That's it. Bottom line, food as fuel. When I look at the fruit, and the, 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 the veggies that are right here in front of us, there are nutrients in there that are necessary for us to have good function. God made those so that we would be drawn to those to put in our body what we needed so it would work okay. So a couple other habits around food is we, we know we have to eat the right things. We know we have to 
have a good relationship with it. We need to be mindful of portions, yep. likely portion control. Stomach's the size of your fist, and if we're eating more than the size of our Not fist a at any one meal, it's uh -huh. likely that we're overeating. Yeah. What about eating late? Well, eating late is a negative, too, because it will disturb sleep. So right? people, maybe, maybe it's a good idea to back it up around 6 p.m.? Oh, I like uh, uh, about three hours between our last meal and bedtime because if if you experience like acid reflux out there, a lot of times that occurs because you eat and you got horizontal and that acid from the, you know, purposely acidic area of the stomach starts coming back up by gravity. And that's not really a, a wise thing to do. But the bottom line is that will cause you to retain weight. If you overeat, if you eat too late, if you disturb your sleep because of that, you will have a persistent uh, state of weight uh, retention on your body. What a, uh, don't... So eating late can be a problem. Carbohydrate intake is also another big thing mm. that can be a menace. That's yeah. we get the munchies. Oftentimes the munchies are chips or uh, cookies or candies or things that have that sweet, sweet or salty saltiness mm. to them. We probably need to monitor our carbohydrate intake. What we do, and some of the things you mentioned, they're not food, right? So if you, and food, fruits are. Anti-foods, <laughs> frankenfoods, that kind of stuff. You know, honestly, um, you've said it before. There's not one essential carbohydrate. There are essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids that come from food. So if we eat carbohydrates, the majority of those carbohydrates seem to come from like plants, like fruits and vegetables. If we just do that, we'll find that keeping the weight off is easier. It is easier to keep the weight off than it is to get the weight off once you've gained it back because it becomes absolutely demoralizing if you keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And as you age, it comes on faster and comes off slower. That's just part of the, the journey of getting older. So watching those dense carbohydrates, would it be a rec good recommendation to move those carbohydrates over to more like more plants? Because plants yes. have more fiber, they have more nutrients. There, It takes more energy to burn green vegetables oh, and yeah. there are calories in them. So as we move away from so much of the carbohydrates, maybe move those carbohydrates to above ground, non-root, non-starchy vegetables. If you do that, if you do that, you're going to be successful. If you'll, I, I've gotten so much criticism for this, but if you just give up bread, you know, if you're overweight, just give up bread. Don't eat it because the way it's constructed now, it's very high glycemic, meaning raise blood sugar to cause you to gain weight. It'll make the hormone insulin go up, all that mess, it's good. But the bottom line is if you just give that up and give up processed foods, you will lose weight because that's what the body wants to do. Remember that we're created with a design inside of our body to do everything possible to not have excess weight, right? That's normal. The body has to adjust to excess weight, which becomes abnormal. That's why people uh, see a relationship with excess weight and more disease prevalence. And in America, it's kind of sad. You know, obesity is the fastest growing non-communicable disease in the history of the world. Think about that for a moment. And America has epitomized how to be very good at that. It's been so we're working on. on tips to resolve that. Yep. So we want to make sure we don't eat late. We don't overeat carbohydrates. We eat more vegetables. We probably also should optimize our protein intake. Sometimes yep. we restrict our calories so much, we don't get enough protein. And protein is the building blocks of life. So you yep. can't maintain that lean muscle mass if you don't get enough protein.
That's why getting on the scale weight is deceptive because you could lose muscle causing the scale to go down and you could think that's good, but it's not good. It becomes less healthy. The more muscle you can maintain, the less fat you can attain. I hope people caught that. The more muscle you maintain, the less fat you can attain. So the body composition really can be optimized like that. So protein grams, try to get at least in the area of 60 to 80 grams a day. And that's for a general for most people. There's a bunch of variables on their age, activity, muscle mass size, et cetera. But that's a minimum. So also, it is very important for people to exercise, get mo both cardiovascular exercise and resistance training. Those couple things are also keys to maintaining weight loss or they optimal are. body composition. Absolutely. And we do this every day, all day with people all over the country. So if, if that's an issue you need help with, um, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get those excess pounds off and keep them off forever. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. There's a lot of talk these days about human enhancement. Terms like biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, and anti-fragility. In our clinic, the Functional Medical Institute, we've been helping people of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds improve their quality of their physiology and maximize their lives. So you can follow the latest fads and gimmicks and maybe find some things that work for you. Or you can add kingdom fuel to your daily regimen right now. It's the simple start to a transformed life. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. No gimmicks, just proven results. Start today at Sherwood.tv forward slash fuel. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then 
They offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or see the link before. Now I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout too. All right, guys. God bless. Let's talk a little bit about controlling anger to help your health. Now we know anger is a very powerful emotion that can drive you to make positive changes. However, it is also a very powerful emotion that can be destructive to your health and to those closest around you. If anger goes on for a long, long period of time, boy, those things that can be observed in your health can be high blood pressure or high tension, headaches, it can lead to uh, stomach upset or acid reflux, or it can even lead to anxiety or depression. Well, we got to get a hold of it, you know, right? Because, I mean, you mentioned at the top, anger is a natural emotion. It is. Uh, the Bible says, you know, uh, be angry and sin not, or don't let the sun go down in your anger. Just translated like this into, you know, layman's terms. It's okay to be angry as long as your anger doesn't have you. And then it's also important to not go to bed or close the day out if you're angry at someone, especially. It's okay to be angry about a situation sometimes because like in today's world, there are people that are very frustrated with things. But when it progresses to anger, it can progress to control not just your emotions, but it can cause a counter effect on your health. And that's not what you want. No, so the first thing we have to do is we have to learn to recognize whether or not anger is present. And yeah. if anger really is present, then we have to think about ways to control it. If you recognize that it's there, perhaps the first thing to do would be to go walk around the block and take some deep breaths to calm that sympathetic nervous system or that fight or flight because adrenaline is just rushing through your system. Yep. And that's what's causing all those negative side effects from high blood pressure, headaches, anxiety, and the like. Yeah, this is what, remember our book, Fork Your Diet? We, I do. We, on the cover of what that book, book, you guys can is. see that. It says, Stop Falling for the Frauds. Frauds is an acronym. The acronym is Fear, Resentment, Anger, anger. Unforgiveness, Disappointment, and Shame. So those, those frauds are all tied, sort of connected at the hip, if you will, with anger. And they sort of steal your identity. I mean, there's probably not anybody listening that's listening right now that hasn't either heard someone say this or said it themselves. I don't know who I am anymore, or because of this, I've lost my identity, or my anger has caused me to lose or forget who I am. Those type of things really do happen. We lose who we are when we allow anger or some of these other emotions to control us. That's right. So once we identify that anger is there and we go out and take a walk around the block to figure out why are we angry, and we get to the root of the problem, oftentimes it's uh, a particular person that's giving us, uh, it has pushed us over the edge. What are some tips that people can do when they identify that they're having difficulty dealing with a difficult person? All right. So remember this, this is number one. And I do this a lot when I'm in the office talking to people. It sounds, it's going to sound weird. Some of you might've been there and you, you see me do this. I'll put my hands right here on my belly, just like this. And I will do what's called diaphragmatic breathing, which actually will slow your heart rate. And I try to keep my heart rate down when I'm talking to somebody 
in the 70s, low 70s. That's what I try to do as, as a max. So I'm actually watching it on my little watch here, but I'll put my hands on my belly and I'll do diaphragmatic breathing. What is that? I'm going to push the breath down. So when I inhale, my stomach comes out. My shoulders don't come up. When I exhale... Just how far does that stomach come out? A long ways. If you're good at it, you can push that abdominal muscle out. You can, you can even force yourself to have a quasi-looking beer belly by diaphragmatic breathing. <laughs> I haven't... No, I'm just kidding about that. So you can... Push it out, push it in. So if you keep your hands here, and you can even do that at night if you want to help yourself sleep. You can put a book here and try to raise the book up and raise the book down. I guarantee you it will slow the heart rate down. It will slow you from a stress response to a non-stress response. And your ability to feel the anger will also go down. You might be a little agitated still, but your ability to sort of become full-blown angry will go down. That's why going for a walk mm -hmm. can be so helpful is walking makes you breathe a little harder or not harder or breathe more than what you would be just sitting in a chair. So yeah. breathing actually calms down that fight or flight and it increases the rest and relax or the parasympathetic side of the nervous system. So yep. breathing is a good, is a good way. What about somebody uh, finding an advocate or somebody that you can talk to about Maybe learning to express your anger differently. It's called a vent, right? <laughs> Everybody needs a vent sometimes, and it's okay. And uh, with that said, the greatest thing you can do, like I was reading a devotional just um, yesterday, I think, on, on venting. And um, it, it was tied to sort of God allowing us to vent to him. Well, that's true. We can. If you want to yell at him, you can. I'm sure he can take that. If you want to vent, he can take that too. But the greatest thing that we can do to that is be the person that people can vent to or they can get hurt. You know, people want to get hurt. So I think it goes down to having someone to be able to talk to to bring some uh, a little bit of calm into your life. And I learned this in police work a lot, too. When somebody was angry, if you'll, if you'll lower your voice down a little bit in the middle of them talking loud, they will match you. But if you elevate your voice over them, they won't match you. So you actually can control the conversation a little bit, even in your own life, by controlling the tempo of which of how you speak and the level of how you speak and the tone of how you speak. It, it's kind of called verbal judo, if you will, but it's actually uh, verbally controlling a situation. And you can do that with yourself or you can do it with other people. Yeah, so anger is a normal emotion. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. We need to understand the triggers, what's triggering that anger so it doesn't become explosive and destructive. So we can control those long-term health effects that it may have, high blood pressure, anxiety, mm -hmm. insomnia, uh, bitterness, and the list goes on. Because oftentimes it's not necessarily what you're eating, it's what's eating you. Mm -hmm. And those tips about how to manage anger, you got to recognize that it's there, go for a walk, change your breathing, change that sympathetic tone and calm it down. And maybe even find somebody that you can confide in to help you walk through a difficult situation and maybe approach a difficult person differently. Maybe look at it like this, ABCs. Admit you got it. Admit you have it. Um, B, believe you can change it. And C, commit to do that, right? That's very important to think about because anger can control you if you don't control it, correct? Absolutely. And then in terms of supplementation, there's a couple of things you can take to kind of calm the internal system. One is ma simple magnesium. Yeah, magnesium right. kind of calms that internal fire, can calm the brain down, and so can GABA. Well, there you go. There's some supplements or some tips for you to help you 
and all of us not be angry people because we know anger is not good for the world when it controls the world. So we need to bring some calm. How about us make a commitment to be a little more calm? What does our Constitution really mean? Find out next with our constitutional attorney expert, Chris Amholt. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. We have a brand new documentary out called Noncompliant to the Sheriff. Now, our first documentary, Noncompliant, and our second documentary, Noncompliant 2, are both available at noncompliantmovie.com. The first documentary is all about the duty and the role of the state to be a check and balance on the federal government, state and local government. So if you haven't seen that yet, let me please recommend that you go to noncompliantmovie.com and watch the first documentary available to you at no cost. It is going to be life-changing and we have hundreds of thousands of five-star reviews and people all over the world sending us messages about how this message is so life-changing and it's a global message because you know really it's about your inherent rights it's about why government is designed to for one purpose the purpose is to secure your rights and how our founders put together our governments in order to retain the power by the people to be a check and balance on government through state and local government. And from that, we were inspired to create noncompliant to the sheriff. Now, I have been for oh my gosh, uh, nearly a decade traveling around the country te teaching sheriffs and deputies a three-hour continuing education course all about the role and the duty of the sheriff, the history of the sheriff, the sheriff's role and duty to secure our rights, not to violate them. We have a whole section on uh, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, 
what our sheriffs and their deputies need to know not to be sued. And then we have a section on the jurisdiction of the sheriff, which is so incredibly important. That jurisdiction of the sheriff is really the most powerful guard and protector of the rights of the people than any other institution our founders created here in these United States of America through our constitutional republic. And it's from that course that I had sheriffs saying, telling me, this is inspirational. What you've taught us in these three hours is just simply life-changing. As a matter of fact, I've taught this at big conferences where I taught the sheriffs of 17 states all at one time. And I had sheriffs coming up to me immediately before I even got off the stage saying, I've been on the phone changing policies already based on what we learned from you. And we thought to ourselves, you know what? We need the people to know this information. We need the people to know this, number one, so that they can make sure the candidates they have for sheriff know the proper role and duty of the sheriff. So we can be sure to have constitutionally minded sheriffs. Number two, because if you have a constitutional sheriff, if the body of the people are not in support of that sheriff, that sheriff cannot be who they want to be and who they're required to be. And number three, it empowers sheriffs who already have that inclination. In a world, that is full of propaganda like defund the police and all all of our law enforcement is evil you see it all over the news you see wicked politicians propagating this stuff we knew we had to create non-compliant to the sheriff to show people what's really happening at the level of the sheriff that the media will not show you there are sheriffs all over America who are standing up in defiance of unconstitutional laws and orders and edicts in defense of the property rights of the people. And they've been doing this for years, but the politicians and the media do not want you to know this. They do not want you to know what sheriffs are doing successfully regularly to stand for people's rights because this is how government's supposed to really, really work. Now, what we do with non-compliant too is we take two real life situations, two events that actually happened. A sheriff, uh, I'm sorry, a pastor who refused to shut down his church over COVID and a sheriff who arrested him for it. And a pastor who refused to shut down for COVID and a sheriff who said, I'll go to jail to keep you open. And how this two incidents actually impacted and changed their states and even all of these United States all boiled down to what a sheriff would or would not do. This film is brand new, available at noncompliantmovie.com only right now. Uh, pretty soon we're going to make it available on DVD. So maybe by the time you see this, it will be available on DVD at noncompliantmovie.com. 
but this all we're already getting messages about how this is life-changing and to be honest if you share this with your sheriff your sheriff might be one who has watched this movie and come back to us and asked us to come and train their deputies noncompliantmovie.com it will be life-changing